0: Welcome to the FPC Blanchard Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in today. We also thank you for any comments, likes, suggestions that you may leave on this site. Also, feel free to share this with any of your friends or church members so that they can keep up with our events too. Here we go. Welcome back. This is Joe Prater. I'm here with Brother Clay again. Uh, this morning we're talking about prayer, um, the ins and outs, how it, how it moves into our daily life. How we use it for different things, uh, as far as our communication with God, and and uh, how we use it uh, in in help of others, I guess you could say. So, how are you, sir?
1: Man, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Yeah, good. I gave him a short intro.
0: Y'all couldn't see it, but I caught him off guard. <laughs> <coughs> Got him.
1: Hey, so, I, <coughs> I think it would be cool, man. One day that we could, um, that we may end up going to, uh, like. People can be able to watch how we kind of do this, kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, see the method of the madness. My desk, uh, you know, a crazy disaster zone, and people get to see the real life of Pastor and what he's doing. Yeah, so
0: for those that do listen, we do record these in his office. We don't really have a studio per se, so all of his desk gets to be included in this when you <laughs> hear him shuffling papers. <laughs> While well, any guest or myself or whoever, we kind of sit in these nice, comfortable chairs and watch him <laughs> struggle to find stuff. So it's always fun. It's always entertaining. And uh, y- you know the best part, though? Watch, I'm going to throw him a softball. You know the best part?
1: Tell me the best part.
0: We learn. And we get to engage each other as brothers in Christ. And we get to talk about things that I hope others, it may not even relate to them. and And if they hear it, great. If they don't. You know, I I'm, I'm wish they would, but it allows. Uh, I know I get a personal satisfaction out of of doing these, and uh, a lot of information and a lot of growth spiritually in, in doing
1: these. And well, you get some one uh, on one time with the pastor. I mean, that's right. You're, you're you're looking at me. You're seeing about. where I'm getting some of this stuff. And where... yeah, and it, it does.
0: It it grows. Uh, it it kind of gets you out there. There's there's a lot of things that I sit here and he he punks me out on in my daily life, just like anybody else, and and um, we just kind of sit here and get that blank stare for a minute and go, yep, but I'm not telling y'all, <laughs> you know, and it's nothing bad, but it's just an inward change that we have to make, which mm-hmm. is kind of the theme uh, for this month, in case y'all aren't following along with Change Me and and some different things, and, and I believe the little thing on prayer today, it kind of goes with that. Mm-hmm. Um before we get fully started, though, we would like for some interaction from y'all this time that, listen, we would like some information. What could we do to make it better? What could we do uh, to make this more consistent, per se, or is there some type of a series or particular guests or people that you'd like to hear from? You always hear from us. You always hear from the pastor. Um, is is this a relevant way of getting information out there in today's in today's world? So... Um, that's good. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we kind of talked about it just before we started it and we've, we've got a lot of people on board with this type of technology and it's not the people that the church would think it's the most support has come from people that I had no clue even listen, uh, uh, to them. podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're great for working out. They're great for if you, if you work out, uh, they're great for driving, you well, know, what, so what a lot of these,
1: you know, like you said, uh, Andrew sent us something a while back and said, you know, a lot of folks, have 30 minute commutes or something like that. So you need to try to keep your podcast between 20 and so many minutes and all that kind of stuff. Then people work out sometimes for 30 minutes. So they'll, they'll put it in their ears or do something like that. But most folks are just going to listening to different things and they can take it and they're hoping to get a nugget here and there and what they can Take we could increase your
0: tempo mm-hmm. and turn it into an aerobic workout for some people, but <laughs> you have it. to talk fast and be really, really evangelical. So, But hey, what do we got about let's prayer Let's jump in today? prayer
1: today. We're, we're going to kind of keep the theme from Sunday, Change Me, How to uh, Pray for Revival, and uh, just, uh, you know, where are we with this? And, you know, the thing is, we've been talking about spending extraordinary time in prayer. You know, if we spend five minutes, then, hey, let's shoot for ten this week. Um, if we spend 15, let's shoot for 30. Stuff like that. We just want to uh, engage more with the Lord, trying to get our heart ready for revival, get us personally ready with that spiritual awakening, and so that's kind of where we want to kind of pick up. Um, if you were here Sunday or not here, um, if you're just a listener, I want you to know that um, we incorporated something new into the sanctuary. We put a cross in there. We had one of our church members uh, take an old existing cross that we had, and, um make it stationary where it would stand upright <clears throat> and we wanted our folks to begin to start having that burden. That's what Isaiah is talking about. He's talking about having a burden for the people, a burden for prayer. <clears throat> if we tie those two together and then tie Jesus in being on the cross and you know that he went and carried our burdens to the cross He carried our sin, our guilt, our shame. So we're kind of bringing in a lot of um, symbolism into this cross, a lot of thought into the cross, where we can put folks that we are burdened about in prayer. Not all salvation, not everything. And I know I'm extremely evangelistic. I talk a lot about evangelism, stuff like that. But um, this is more, you know, you got a bad report from the doctor. Nail it to the cross. You have a wayward child, nail it to the cross. Um, it's not just about folks that need to come to the Lord. It's about what you're burdened for. What do you, you know? T- a- let me ask you, Joe. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm sorry to do this. Is there one thing that you're burdened about right now? Whether it be your career, your your spouse, your um, your, your daughter. Um, you know, is there anything there? Yeah, yeah. It's it's all those. Um, it's
0: it's every bit of that, and that's kind of the. <clears throat> Excuse me. That that's kind of the, the thing that I actually was was thinking about Sunday during that time as we sit back in the booth and we see, a lot of other things going on and, you know I, I kind of had this I guess epiphany of, with revival we always think about. Okay, we're going to pray for the lost. Okay, we're going to pray about reaching people. We're going to pray about salvation and decisions and stuff. And sometimes I feel like with, with that, we put such an emphasis on it because that is an important part that we, we forget about the other burdens. We forget about praying for something as simple as, hey, you know, I have a family member with a test coming up with uh, something as simple as, as what's important to our children. I know one thing important to my child is school. You know, she, she wants to do good. She's in the, right at the age of understanding that colleges look at grades and, and wants to, to excel and do the best she can. And so why not put that, that burden of, hey, Lord, just she's got a couple big tests this week. That's important. It, it's important to her life, and it's important to her. Why is it not important to us? Because we know if it's important to us, and it's within the biblical uh Morality and and the ethics of the Bible, whatever you want to call it, the scope? the scope of of what God wants for us, and it's then it's important to Him. If we put that, He's not. I just don't think that God is all about just making sure that we're saved and that's it. It's also about our well being. It's also about
1: um, maybe that be called a personal, intimate relationship right, with the
0: Lord. Right. I mean, if if I'm concerned and and say, you know, brother Clay, you call me and say, hey, look. Man, I haven't talked to a lot of people about it, but I just got some things going on this week. You know, you mind just just shooting out a prayer for me at such and such time? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's that relationship we have, and it's the same thing with God. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. You know, it, it, I, I don't know. I, I get, I understand exactly what you're saying. I think we we concentrate on. It, it's great to concentrate on this salvation and, and leading others. Well that's number but it's, 1 but this is like it, a right. secondary. <clears throat> right, Here's but it secondary. we it, it, it's just an addition too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it you don't your prayer time ain't filled with with lost people. Your prayer time's filled with with others that you're concerned with. Your family, your church family. The family you don't even realize that you have. It's for your upcoming church family. Mm-hmm. You know how many people have prayed for, "Hey, Lord, I know you're going to send that new member and uh I hope they're engaged." You know, even if they're saved, even if they've already you know, accepted you as their Lord and Savior. I, I pray that they're in, that that our church welcomes them, and I pray that that they're engaged in a ministry and that they benefit a ministry and benefit themselves, and that they can be uh, a viable member of a church. And see, know? that
1: leads us right into that first point that we made Sunday. Was right? I've been slow pitch be softball a, oh, all you week, have so you a, know, a desperation for our situation. There just has to be that desperation. Yeah. So if maybe you were sitting out there Sunday and maybe you couldn't understand what that point meant, that that's that's it. It's a desperation. Whether it's for a uh, a test uh, for your child, a test for a heart cath, a test for uh, cancer in a in a part of your body or a family member or something like that, there's a desperation for the situation, and that's what Isaiah was talking about. You know, the the times had gotten bad in there. In their situation, too. I mean, people are turning back to idolatry, turning to other forms of religion and things. And he just knew where a holy God will at some point bring judgment um, to the people and, and, yeah. and it will happen. And we may see it in our lifetime, something like that. But we need to have that desperation, Joe. There's times where we just need to come to the altar, there's times where we need to call that brother or sister in Christ and, and relate the need and everything you were just talking about. That's right. We, just, we need to quit being so worried about what others think when we're in the service. Right. If we need to raise holy hands while we're singing and worship the Lord, do so. If we need to come to the altar and pray for something that's really uh, bothering us, okay, it's good to do that. Wouldn't it be cool, though, when you're down there, another brother or sister in Christ came along, put their arm around you, and just joined you in prayer?
0: Right, I think a lot of people. They, I think we get so caught up in, well, we don't, we don't know what they're going through. We don't, we don't want to. It may startle them or bother them to pray with them or whatever. You don't have to pray out loud with them. Sometimes just knowing that somebody's there with a hand on them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just knowing that you're not alone. It's mm-hmm. kind of like walking into a dark room. I don't mind walking into a dark room. Yeah, you kind of get uneasy about it, but walk into a dark room with someone else. Walk into a dark room that, think about to your kids or when you were a child. Your children don't want to be, or your child may not want to be in a dark room or walk into the dark or walk into a new situation. But what's the one thing they say? Hey, will you come with me? Hey, will you walk in there with me? You know, uh, I I, I don't know. I've got family members that are scared of crowds, but if they say, Hey, will you go with me? Yeah. You know, that's, that's the way we ought to look at it with prayer. Yeah. There's, there's times alone and different things, but, uh, we should be, I don't know. That's
1: well, I, I while you were talking, I, 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 know they can't see this, but I, I, I Googled a verse that I, I quote a lot. And I just didn't know the address on it. It's uh, Ecclesiastes 412. Um, I'm looking at New Living, there, there's several, uh, you know, if you want to go King James, I'm just trying to see, I, I typically read out a New King James, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. That's, you know, the evil one, Satan, demon, whatever, you know, that's out there, and a three-fold cord is not easily broken. So where I'm going with this, Joe, well, there's two guys kneeling on the floor in there. We can call it the altar. We can call it whatever, the steps, whatever. Well, there's two men. There's really three. Jesus is right there in the middle of us, and a three-stranded cord's not easily broken. When you're praying with that other brother in Christ, if it's two ladies, two sisters in Christ praying, it's really a three-stranded cord. Jesus is right there in the middle. You know why? Because He's our mediator. It tells us that in His Word, that He is mediating. He's whispering that scripture into the Father's ear. So we have Jesus right there um, in that time of desperation uh, praying with us and, and, and going in on that prayer. So I just want to encourage folks to do that, man. When they're praying and, and and seeking the Lord, you know, it doesn't always have to be so robotic or rehearsed or something. You see a brother that's down there praying, just go put your arm around and pray with
0: him. You know, and there's a lot of of symbolism in a lot of different places for that. You go to any action movie out there and, you know, everybody there, one person's always down. As soon as someone else steps up with him, they start turning the tide of the battle. You know, Uh, I know in my office when I worked uh, as a training officer with the fire department, me and one of my really good friends, who still to this day, we talk about it. You know, we're going to stand back to back. Keep people off as mm-hmm. long as we both have the same, you know, same eye on the mission. We're going to be back to back. Well, back to back gives you a good view the three Serenity core, three people. If you stand next to three people, if you think about your peripheral vision and everything else, you can see all the way around, and there's that protection degrees. that's around. So, uh, even if somebody's praying, you don't have to pray for the same thing, you can be praying for their protection because. They're vulnerable, just Mm -hmm. like I'm vulnerable, you're vulnerable. You can pray for for God to just just to isolate them, for their thoughts, for everything going on, just to keep the devil off their back while they're doing their business. That's cool that you said that, because
1: I'm looking at another uh, translation. This is in ASB 1995. If anyone can overpower him who is alone... You see, you know, one version says it that way, you know, who can overpower another King James, but this other one is when we're alone, we can be easily overpowered. Yeah,
0: nobody can jump on your back when mm-hmm. somebody's got your back.
1: That's right. That's good. Sorry. Well, the next thing we want to talk about as we're going to move through them kind of quicker probably now is, is you know, what's the definition of revival? You know, a lot of people think it's, man, go call everybody and our brother and try to get them here and... You know, they need to get saved, and this needs to get saved, and that's good. I mean, we want to have a you know evangelistic time. We want to see people come to know the Lord. But uh, a lot of times, the revival's for the church. The church needs reviving, it, especially, man. For me, I think in with 2020 that's happened, 2021 that's happened, the church needs hope. It needs peace. It needs healing. It needs... Uh, this koinonia, this togetherness, this, you know, the one another's and everything. And so I I see this as being not just another meeting because, you know, a lot of people might say, you know, man, they put revival on, you know, it's an every, every year thing and and this and that. It is, you know, it's kind of like this work day we're going to do March 5th, um, We'll do it again next year, March 5th. Mar- March 5th. March 5th? Yeah. Oh, March 5th. Mm-hmm. Mar- March so 5th. Saturday, March 5th. Saturday, March 5th. Saturday, we'll have March a work day. day. Work day. I just want
0: to make sure in case people didn't hear that yes, we have, there's more a lot time. of work to be done.
1: There's a lot of work, and uh, I shot a video this morning. Uh, it is going to take a lot of people doing that work day. But, you know, same thing. I mean, the facilities, uh, the the building always needs repair. The building always needs uh, a fresh cleaning. Mm-hmm. The building always needs a fresh touch, a fresh set of eyes. And uh, so that's kind of where we can lead into with this revival uh, definition. We need cleaning. We need cleansing. It takes setting a long time to go back to that first point of prayer, seeking the Lord to let Him observe and see. Um, if there be any wicked way, Me, search me. That's where we started this whole thing. Um, Psalms 139, 23, and 24. Search me, O Lord. Know my heart. See if there be anything in me. Cleanse me, you know? So search so me, teach me, time's me. Prayer time kind of like that. our work day for the revival. Yeah, we just got to get yeah. back uh, ready. So we don't want another uh, em- emotional experience. We want I want to meet with a holy God, and once I meet with a holy God, you know what? He'll change me. And it's not just a one-time thing. It's something that I can carry through the next year right, or to the next revival service or to the next, you know, whatever's going on. Because he was saying, here, I, who, who will go? Who should I send? God's saying, who shall I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah says, here I am. Send me. Let this revival start in me. Send me. Use me. So we see the desperation of the situation, the definition of revival, and then again, we've been all over this this uh, demand for repentance. I, I love the verse because I, I love this. Um, I have a couple of my Bibles I study out of, and I look in in Isaiah sixty four, verse one. You can hear Isaiah's heart. You can hear his emotion, and when he says, "Oh, that you would rend the heavens," he's wanting revival. He's he's heard. He's seen. He 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 knows. Um, how probably Moses, remember when the Shekinah glory filled the tent and the meeting and all that kind of stuff? He already has seen or heard and experienced how God has come down before and done a mighty thing with God's people. And he's asking that again, Oh, that you would rend the heavens. That just means oh. Oh, remember we sing that song? Open up the heavens. Yep. We want to see you open up the flood. So this is what he's saying. He's saying, man, open up the heavens and what? Come down. Right. We see him up there. A lot of times that's how we picture God. I don't know if you evangelize or witness to people, but a lot of times you'll hear this saying, well, the big guy upstairs... You, you, you don't even have to witness. You can watch some TV shows and hear stuff. People will say, oh, the big man up there. That's not an intimate, personal relationship with a holy God. A personal, intimate, with holy God is knowing that he is holy and he is righteous and he is above all things and the head of all things, the creator of all things, and you're calling out to him, God, would you come down and meet with us? So that to only meet with God... We have to have pure hands and a pure heart. We have to ask a holy God to, we have to repent. He says it in 4 and 5, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by ear, nor has the eye seen any God beside you who acts for the one who waits for him. You meet with him who rejoices and does righteousness, who remembers you in your ways. You indeed are angry, for we have sinned. He knows, man. We've sinned, and we want to have Him come down. We want Him to meet with us. The only way we can do that is continue in prayer, and say, "Lord, save us. Lord, forgive us. Lord, meet with us." And so that demands a uh, time of repentance for us, and we want to seek a holy God. We want to come with clean hands and a pure heart. Like I said, and yeah. uh, we will. When we do that, Joe, we will have personal, intimate revival, we will have a spiritual awakening. If we're asking Him, Lord, search me. If we're crying out to a holy God, oh, and we're finally broken over something, you know what's a lot of the issue? We're not broken over our sin because we really don't understand the gospel. We don't really understand the multitude of who God really is and who we really are. And we've been saved by this, you know, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. There's not like a reckoning with sin. There's not a time where we see that we are a sinner and that we need a Savior. We we, we like this easy believism stuff. We like this, um, I think it's called a, a, a soft gospel and all that if we ever allow the Holy Spirit to get a hold of us, we will see revival. We'll see something happen because we'll be broken over our sin. Yeah. We live and in this you've, time. You've
0: kind of you know, you've touched on that how we how we as a a culture and I think you you've kind of mentioned it and used it whenever you talk about your uh your father's battle with cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, you you're broken for a period and then all of a sudden it's all right and then you may lose sight of being of that brokenness and then it's just kind of a back and forth thing and I think we look at that with sin you know we 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 have this this I guess large time of prayer and repentance and and brokenness and all of a sudden we're delivered from that and we're like, Okay, we're good.
1: Let's go. You On know? to the next thing.
0: Get in the truck, you know, time to go eat or whatever. Instead of going, Hey, I remember that. Hey, I you know,
1: we we keep going with that. So mm-hmm. um And that brings us to the next one, man. we're kinda all over it this morning. Um we have to see if there's a real desire for um Revival. Do we really have that desire for it? Once we do, man, we will be desperate for the situation. We'll know what revival is and what it looks like. We'll be in a time of repentance, and then we'll just desire to being in that presence of God and being where He is and uh, meeting with whole, you know a holy God and holy people and all that kind of stuff. So we just really need to get our, our um, hearts in tune. And it and it starts with revival, Joe. Yeah. If we if we start that time of prayer, that's what I was really wanting to say. If we want to see revival, we want to see change. We want to see all these things. There has to be a time of prayer.
0: You know, that's kind of a simple
1: point to make too,
0: because it's a it, it's just a simple question. Mm-hmm. You know, do yeah. you have that desire? Are you in enough despair and witness enough brokenness around? to desire revival. It's it's a yes or no. It's not a, well, I don't know, let me look. No, it's, it's simple.
1: Well, It's a Ravenhill, very simple point. Do you or do you not? Leonard Ravenhill knocks it out of the park. He says, and this is for me to, to wrap up, he says this, as long as we are content to live without revival, we will. And that's where we are. If we're yeah. content to live without it, you know what? We'll just live the everyday life and keep going and, and not seeking the Lord, not spending extraordinary time in prayer and, you know, just trying to experience him and be with him. So mm-hmm. man, it's been awesome to stir back up this, yeah. this message. I look forward to, uh, doing another podcast next week, trying to stay more regular with these things and, and, uh, giving our, our folks some content and just, uh, seeing our folks grow. Cause I, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing growth, man. We're seeing things happen. We're seeing folks, uh, just engage with this study and, and uh I look forward to March
0: fifth fifth'm March that's, that's the work, the work day. day
1: but I'm talking about revival, revival. when we see uh, Ken come in on the 13th yeah. and uh, actually back it up to the 12th on that prayer service where he's going to come in that 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 evening at five and we'll have a time in the sanctuary of praying. More, back it up one more day till the 11th, and we're going to spend 24 hours in prayer. I can't wait to see what that's going to do. That's going to stir yeah, some more. That's Friday, March 11th. Yeah, at 5 yeah. o'clock it starts. Yep, yeah, and it'll go and to... what's even better than that is back that up. We're going to have Sunday school classes meeting together, whether in homes, whether here at the church or different places. So, you know, old saying is we're going to do our part, and now we're expecting God to do His part and we're yeah. going to see him do something great.
0: Yeah, I, I I just hope that our church members just get engaged. Mm-hmm. Just get with a group. You don't have to be this phenomenal prayer, and you don't have to even know how to pray. Get with a group and get with, get with other individuals and other church members and other staff members and, and say, hey, look, I just need to be in the presence of others that are in the presence of God so, together. That's good. And so... Uh yeah. So pray they, could, out? they could start on March 5th and just, you know, pray that whole because you're gonna be praying for sore muscles, I hope.
1: I know. After yeah. March 5th. That's but it. yeah. Got plenty to do. You
0: want to pray us out let we'll do be it. out of here? Yeah.
1: Father God, we thank you for another day you've given us. Lord, I thank you for this church. Lord, I thank you for this body of believers. Lord, I thank you for those that maybe just are listening for the first time today. God, I pray you press on their heart, Lord, to pray and Lord, to ask the Lord to change them. Lord, ask them to God to, to move mighty in their life. And so, Father, we thank you for every person that's listening right now. And, Lord, those that will listen in the future. We know these things are neat with Internet and podcasts and all that. They just keep going and going. And, uh, Lord, we just want to keep going with you. And so, Father, we love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you for joining us on the First Baptist
0: Church Blanchard podcast today. Uh, please follow us, like us, so you can be notified when the new episodes come out. If you have any comments or suggestions, leave those below. Also, if there's any way we could pray for you, please contact us. Let us know, 318-929-2346. Or also, you can catch us at www.fpcblanchard.com. Go to the contact page. You'll find all the info you need. Thank you again. We're praying for you. You have a blessed day.